Here we go, we're live. Welcome to another edition of Shoot Defense. I'm your host, Stel, and I've got D-Man from the DD Footy Factory. Geezer, it's just you and I, man. It What's is, man. On? Dynamic duo for now. That's it. Right, That's it. The best two, the top two. Of course. Standard, don't need the rest of them. I don't need them. <laughs> I'm going to say that and Rod's going to jump on. Oh, fucking bastard. <laughs> How you doing, mate? I'm good, man. I'm good. I'm good. You? Yeah, sweet as a nut, man. Sweet as a nut. You've been in a lot of podcasts recently. If I can do yeah, trying there. to keep busy and that. Get, get, the, get the name out there a little bit, you know? I'm in demand now, joking, man. It's good to be no, on a few It's good. It's good. Excellent. Excellent. Bro, let's talk about your team, man, because I know there's been quite a few games this this week. Actually, no, before we do that, before we do that, how's your uh, how's your dream team, your FPL game? What, my fantasy league? Yeah, for this for this game week. Uh, I think without the bonus for tonight, I've got like 67 points, so I've won my head-to-head. Um, I think I'm third in the DD40 Factory League, so it's not, most of my leagues I'm doing alright I'm a top of a couple of leagues you know I'm, I'm there or thereabouts I'm, I'm, I'm happy with my last couple of weeks performances so I just need to get rid of Harry Kane and I'm nice yeah see this is the thing I had him in my team and um, yeah. I, I dropped him for a Bamiyang and um, he did fuck all <laughs> and I took him out I put Lukaku in for this for this round and he's done fuck all but <laughs> I, I can't complain. I, I made some some big changes for this year because I neglected it for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And my my, um, my changes have, have uh, yeah, they've uh, got me out of a mess. Um, well, I took out Harry Kane. Sorry, I put Harry Kane in for Cristiano Ronaldo for the last two or three weeks. And Cristiano Ronaldo's got an assist and two goals since. And Harry Kane has blanked every single game. Did yeah. he score tonight? No, Harry who? Harry Kane? Yeah. Nah. I didn't. I didn't even watch the Spurs game, so I don't no, know what you do. Know he did nothing. He did absolutely nothing. So, yeah, it's it's he's he's, he's a busted flush. He's finished. He's finished. So, do you, you, you reckon like he's he's just not playing? Do you reckon he just can't be fucking asked? I think I think he actually thinks he wants to play, but reality is he doesn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. he, the summer the, the summer killed him. Yeah, and and whether it's the Euro hangover plus the City thing, he just hasn't recovered, and he just. He's just shocking. One goal against Newcastle and that's it. Nah, nah, he's finished. He's finished. But he won't get more than 15 goals this league goals this season. No way. So, yeah, I think he's done. Like it, does it? Doesn't look like it, mate. Do you know what? It, it, the best analogy I can give is someone that's holding the winning lottery ticket. The wind blows it out of their hands and it ends up in a lake or something. That, that was Harry Kane's summer, wasn't it? Yeah. That pretty yeah, much gonna go to City, win the title, win trophies, and gone. <laughs> That's it. No more. His stock is plummeting. Like there's no way, no one ain't paying 150, 125 mil for him. No way. No. No. Way. No. No chance. No chance. Not at all. Not at all. Storm <laughs> Levy took it out of his hands. <laughs> Storm Le- Hurricane Levy. Fucking hell, Jesus. Uh, right. Look, well, I've, I've got 72 points. Just saying. 72. Yep. How many, did you make yeah. any points before changes? No. I had two free transfers, in it? So I took out... I had... Uh, I had Alan. Because don't yeah. forget, because I, I still made some changes and whatnot throughout the season. I had money in the bank. I took Alan and I put in uh, Jota. Him as vice-captain. Yeah, OK. And I recalled Lukaku and I swapped Aubameyang for Lukaku. So right. my front three is Ronaldo, Lukaku and Wilson. Two out of three scored. I got Wilson. Uh, yeah. Salah, captain, thirty points. Yeah. Same. Uh, 
Gallagher and Townsend. Townsend, I'm going to get rid of. He's he's fucking he's done now. He's done. Yeah. He's, he's had his he's had his fun. That's yeah. it. Finished. He's had his fun. How much is he even worth on this? Five point five. So I'll, I'll get some a player decent for him. Yeah. So yeah, I'm happy. Duffy, White, and Cody. All right, Cody got me six points, and Duffy and White got one point. But Sanchez kept a clean sheet. No, no, he only conceded one. He got four points though. I don't know why did he get four points, Sanchez. Must be the but, saves. He must have made a few saves. Yeah, yes, yes. Saves, value four, one point. There you go. Bonus point, or whatever it is. Yeah, they got a bonus point as well. There you go. Okay. So, yeah, I'm happy with that, man. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, back, I'm back in the swing of things. I'm back in the swing of things. You just got... The past few weeks, I've been now. terrible, bruv. I've been yeah. terrible the past few weeks. I went to Cyprus for a week and I, I didn't touch it and I was like, Finally, See, that's the thing. You yeah. can't, you can't, even if you're not going to touch it, you've got to make sure you look at your team to make sure everything's in place. Can't slip. Yeah. Can't slip. Yeah. Yeah, it's horrible. I'm 15, uh, no, I'm 18, 18 points behind the Sam. Sam is second. Bro, he's getting on my nerves. He beat double <laughs> D. He beat double D. Like, yeah. He's getting on my nerves. The, the, the he won't be He won't got 86 be. points, man. Has he got 86 points this week? He's got 86 Who's, points. Jeez. Listen, he's going to be unbearable on the show on Saturday. <laughs> unbearable. <laughs> <laughs> good, good All right, yeah, switch, switch gears. Switch gears. <laughs> Talk to you about Newcastle, man. One or draw against Norwich. Uh, hey, listen, Callum Wilson scored. scored. Listen, uh, and I, I thought he would, yeah. So, and he was he was the captain for the for the evening. So, oh, man, like double D in the building, right on time. Right there you on go. Road man D. <laughs> Ghostface, Ghostface D. Ghostface double. Ghostface double. <laughs> we just talking about Newcastle before you jumped on, and and uh, D Man was was about to uh, preach the congregation. Yeah, <sighs> I know. You, I know you must have a lot to say on on, on that. <laughs> you know what? What happened with the red card? Talk, let's start with the red card, man. Yeah, go for go for the flipping top, bro. Nonsense. Well, after what? After what I said he'd score, you know. I said Kieran Clark will score from a set piece. Bro, Nonsense. I saw the lineup, yeah, and I was happy with ninety nine percent of it. Yeah, the only thing I didn't like was Clark starting. Yeah, like a lot of lot of Newcastle fans, we didn't want to see Clark anywhere near the starting lineup. We preferred um, Fernandez to come in. Yeah. Is what it is. So this was the game where, obviously, we didn't really expect much from Arsenal. Um, Brentford were okay, but we needed six points from these two games coming up. And this game, like, we was all buzzing for it, waiting for you know St James's Park under the lights, all of that. And then the game starts. Started quite brightly, to be fair. Wasn't we create much, but we started on the front foot. Nine minutes in, that idiot. Yeah. Makes the error, Pookie's through on goal, and he pulls him back. Now, as he as Pookie's gone through on goal, all I'm saying is, let him have a shot on goal. Yeah, just let him have a shot on goal. No, the man lost all composure and dragged him down. And he knew from you know you're going off. No ifs or buts or maybe you're going off. And from that, like, I think I tweeted straight away like you dickhead, you absolute dickhead. Yeah, you've literally ruined. Everything that we worked on in the on the training pitch, everything in the space of yep. nine minutes, yeah, yep. everything goes out the window. Yeah, obviously I felt for um 
Fraser coming off, yeah, um, to bring on bring on Fernandez, and to our credit, listen, it's Norwich. Yeah, they weren't gonna blow us away even if they had the man advantage. But we stuck in there and did all right. Did all right as 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 much as we could. Try try to get the ball up top to to get say Matsum in the game and Wilson to you know try hit them on a break and that. But with ten men, it was just it was a hard slog. But then when the penalty comes now. And you're thinking, bro, like because I think at half time I saw someone tweet, we're gonna win this one nil or something. So when the penalty comes now, my heart was in my mouth, but I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, my heart was in my mouth, and it took an age for Wilson to take this penalty. It felt like hours, yeah. <laughs> and then when he hit it, and it went right at the keeper, and I thought, no, no way. For for a minute, I thought I, I thought I died. <laughs> and then obviously it's going in, yeah, celebrating, celebrate. But then you know, even if you're winding up, it, t- ten men, yeah, it still yeah. will take a, a monumentous effort to keep it at one nil. Yeah. <sighs> Credit to Norwich, they scored. It was a very good finish from Puki in it with the volley and that. Yeah. But again, like it's just not enough. Like proud of the guys for fighting for, for a, a man down. It's hard to get any sort of result against anybody with 10 men in the Premier League. So to that, you have to give them credit for that. But I always said, if we don't get six points from these two games, we're finished. Yeah. And now, we're pro- we, before that, we're probably going to get relegated. Now we're definitely going to win it, in my opinion. I don't see us turning, turning it around. Really? You know what? The, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it can't be done. Yeah, let me change it. I'm not saying it can't be done. But... It's one of the month, regardless if we start winning games, we have to rely on all these other teams dropping points. Yeah, I know they will drop points, but dropping points when we gain that momentum is going to be difficult. Because I saw I saw a tweet today saying, if we win at the weekend, Norwich lose and Watford lose or something, we'll be three points from safety. Yeah? That just shows up the mountain that we have to climb. Because even if we get happy with our first win, we have to rely on both teams losing before we have a chance of, of seeing safety at that point. And after that, this this is the last game before we have one of the trickiest runs over the next six games. Yeah, And I'm not saying we can't get results because if we get a win against Burnley, that will bring confidence. And the likes of Leicester and Everton, points are there to be got. I think there's another team in there as well. Like, I, think, I think I said on one of the podcasts at the weekend, on the, um, the Views podcast, I said of that run that we've got, not saying we, we will win any of those games, but the only ones I fear is Man City and Liverpool. I think we play um, Man United in that time, Leicester, Everton, a um, couple other teams, I can't remember who they are. But if we can get the win against Burnley, then I can say, okay, it's a possibility. If we don't get any, if we get, if we get, if we draw or we lose, finished, completely finished, because. Even if you get to January, we could be so far adrift. Yeah, who's coming to play for Newcastle? Really and truly, because we always we know that the 19 other clubs in the league hate us anyway, so they don't really want to send, sell any players or give us any players to help us in any situation. So it's going to be made even harder to attract anybody when you're so far adrift from everybody else. Um, the positives we've got: we didn't lose with 10 men. Wilson was scoring. Um, and I think he, he 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 will go on a little run, but defensively, 
you can't really take much from that game because we had 10 men. But I think he has to learn to have, obviously, start the Bradcross, start Fernandez, start Shaw, start Lewis. Those four have to start in defence. Yeah. And then you start from there. We obviously know up front is going to be same maximum and, and Wilson, but Shelby in the middle. But from there, you can pick your team around him. As long as those individuals start, we have some sort of chance. But the longer you go without, if we don't beat Burnley, we're going to be looking at Derby County levels of, of, of finishes. Yeah, that's how bad it could be. Yeah, so we just have to wait and see. But that that game there just it just left me with a sinking feeling, and I felt I actually felt for the for the for the ten for the individual that played the game other than uh, Kieran Clark because he basically cost us, in my opinion, he cost us the three points. So it is a hard to take positive that we didn't lose, but still, it's just. As every game goes past, you start wondering where's the net, where's the win coming from, where's it coming from. So yeah, one of them, one of them. I found it funny when I heard um, Dean Smith saying the decision to give Newcastle the penalty was pathetic. <laughs> huh? Yeah, yeah. The man yeah. handled it. Yeah, blatant penalty. Blatant. Yeah, penalty. Yeah. yeah. But you know it's. Uh... You know, this is a head coach who, again, was very lucky not to have a relegation under his belt at Aston Villa. So, I don't know, maybe he's worried that it's going to happen again at, we at no Norwich. Mistake. We will still, we'll still finish above Norwich. We're not finishing bottom of the league. We'll finish above Norwich, 100%. They are awful. They're awful. I don't care about new managers, these, but I don't care. They're awful. We're finishing above them. So, they're certain to go. And I don't care. Don't care. Where's he gone? I don't know, maybe his, his internet connection like those. Mm. But um, the thing is, I know you, you're saying that your club is in dire straits at the moment and there's a strong possibility you guys will go down. Obviously, no wins in the first 14 games is, <laughs> is a bad sign. But given your performance, because I watched the game and to be fair, obviously the man down did make a difference. But if if it stayed 11 versus 11, the way that you guys were playing, especially when you were on the counter-attack, Jolinson was was decent. I think Willock was very good. I think yeah. there are signs there of, of improvement. Oh, I think it just I, I think it just goes back down to what the old cliche, the old adage, so to speak, in the sense that, you know, when they say defensive win, defenses win titles, but defenses also keep your, your team up. I honestly big... believe that, you know, in... Come January, you will be signing a couple of defenders because your back line. Oh, it's all well, let's see, man. Yeah, it's awful. Let's be honest. Yeah, and it's it's it's, it's the problem is the centre backs, but at the same time, most Newcastle fans want to see Shah and Fernandez together. Yeah, so we should see that going forward now, and then we'll see how good or bad they really are because we've never trusted ourselves for, for for the last couple of years. We know Kieran Clark is is not Premier League level. Yeah, so for that. You, you, you can write off our defence as long as they're there. But now that we've got Fernandez and Shaw, which most most Newcastle fans prefer, and if we go with Jamal Lewis, because I think he, he will improve significantly under Eddie Howe, um, we'll see what we can do. Like I said, Joe Linton has been probably our best player since Eddie Howe's come. Um, he's, and he, he was moving like, not not like Vieira, but in that position that he played in centre midfield, he, he did a job. And then obviously the game um, against Brentford, he was our man of the map. So he 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 got a new um, lease of life. Um, you've got Fraser to come. Um, 
Wilson will always get you goals. Saint Maximum has to has to step up his 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 um his performances because obviously he started the season very well, but he's just he's just been pretty anonymous for the last few games. So he drew uh, some good performances, but like you said, it's the defense. Yeah, we've got a very decent keeper in the back club. I don't care anybody says that these. I think he's brilliant. Yeah. I think he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah, you know he's very very underrated. And That's the thing it. is, it's his shot stopping. It's fantastic, man. Exactly. So, if we can yeah, get, just get that one win, and then we can take it from there, because it's all good putting in these, these decent performances. But if you're not picking up the three points, it counts for nothing. So, I still want to see some more from Willock. Yes, he had a decent game. Uh, the other day, but that's the first one in, in a long time. I know he's been struggling with injury and stuff. So, if we can get the, the level of performances just that little bit better, because man for man, we are not a relegation team. Like, we can play football and we can, we have the ability, the players to play football and, and, and score goals and put in better, better performances, but it's just not happening. It's not clicking at the moment. But we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I haven't given up all hope, but it's just. It's looking very bleak at the moment, especially when only one team has survived relegation from this position before. Records are there to be broken, I know that, but it does look ominous. But there's still a lot of football to be played. Um, we will take a big scalp this season from one of the big teams, um, but we need to beat the teams around us, and we're struggling to do that. So, Yeah, I hear that, but if you look at the league table, you're only six points from safety. Watford are dropping points now. Southampton are dropping points here and there. Leeds, I know Leeds won against Palace, a game which I guess we can talk about because, you know, might as well. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but I, I don't know. I don't, I don't think you guys are, are doomed at all. If you were sitting on two or three points, and I'd say, yeah, but all right, your goal difference isn't as bad as Norwich's. Mm. So I guess that's, that's the thing. I think scoring goals isn't a problem. No. You're, you're scoring goals. You scored three against Brentford. You scored one the other night and whatnot. But I think it's just uh, just conceding them. Conceding them, yeah. that's the problem. But yeah. that, that can get sorted. I don't, I don't think, you know, and it, it, you need time as well. Eddie Howe needs time. I think yeah. he's come at the right time though. Instead of coming in, I don't know, February, March, when the writing's on the wall, yeah. he's come earlier and he can build. He can build. Yeah. So I've I've seen progress already on the pitch in terms of the performance wise. You, you, you've obviously got a plan, you know, and you you got an attacking intent as well. So yeah, brick by brick. Yeah, we'll see. Brick by brick. All right. Um, Leeds finally won. Uh, they beat Crystal Palace one 0 but they need a last minute penalty, an injury time penalty. I I don't know what the Palace defender was thinking uh, from that set piece. I don't know, but it, to be fair, mate, I watched the last 20 minutes. Yeah. And it it, it had nil-nil written all over it. But Leeds, yeah. sigh was, of relief, I guess. I guess. Yeah, it, it wasn't the worst game because I, I watched it. I was flicking back and forth and I watched quite a bit of it. Um, it started off pretty much, Leeds started off pretty well. Um, Palace had a spell in the game where, on the counter, they looked quite dangerous. Um, I think I was probably their most lively. Um, Zaha has been kind of quiet these days. He's just not, it's not firing for him at the moment. But um, yeah, I mean, when you've got Rafinha, I know um, the last minute penny in that, but when you've got him in your team, it's always gonna, you're always going to be a threat. 
Um, I suppose on, on, on if you were to look at it, I think Leeds probably deserved a 1-0. Um, I would have preferred if it stayed 0-0 from a Newcastle perspective, but um, credit to Leeds, they got their win. I, I've always said they're going to struggle this season. Um, do I think they're going to get relegated? No. Um, I think they've still got enough inexperience with the manager and they've still got a bit of quality. They've got a lot of injuries for players to come back, so I think they'll be all right. But it's not going to be a great season for them. Um, Palace, also I went to the game at the weekend and I've seen them now. They're on a bit of a, a slump at the moment. Um, I don't think we'll last, but they'd be disappointed to, to lose in that manner that they did on the back of putting quite a bad performance at the weekend. Yeah, it's not been a good good day for them. But yeah, credit to Leeds. You, you know, you can't knock them. Can't knock them. D, I can knock Leeds. You know, I knock Leeds. I Jesus Christ! I don't know what just happened there. It, in the middle of D talking, it just went off. Sound, camera, everything. Lock off. Like goodness me. Oh man! Right. Stress. Right. Leeds Palace. Mm. The funny thing was what we did the pod on Monday, and I was talking about the lack of goals. They've got a penalty to bail themselves out here in the last minute. Um, Rafinha doesn't usually stop in his run-up, but he decided to stop. And then um, Guaita... To be honest, the penalty wasn't in the corner, so Guaita will be annoyed that he couldn't get a hand to it, but that little movement is so... It's it's, um, fine fine margins. But... um, they need Bamford back, man. They need Bamford back. And as we said on Monday, they need to go in the market and get one or two in, in January because the squad is too small. He runs them into the ground, as Stell's been saying, since literally Leeds got into the Prem. Um, but it's a massive three points for them. Palace will feel a little hard done by it because Benteke came on and almost scored one that kind of deflected off of him and Melier just got it before it went in. And then in the second, later on, obviously he came on in the second, later on, he had a header that for someone his size should have been a point blank. You've got to do better there. And he's put it wide. And the form he's been in recently, that was a little surprising, referring back to the old Benteke, I suppose. Um, But yeah, they, they, they need goals. They need goals. Calvin Phillips and D said that on our show. Obviously, he's got one. Or, he's had one or two niggling injuries, but he looks burnt out from. He gave his all in the Euros. He's not been on it. And when Dan James is looking, <laughs> been taking a bit of the <laughs> Talk to the team. Talk to the team. And um, yeah, they're just they're just not with it. These the football's not as fluid as it was. You know someone's going to come knocking for Rafinha soon. Rodrigo should have scored right at the start of the second half when he came on, but he tried to take a touch. When you're eight yards from goal, you should not be trying to take a touch. Just put your foot through it, man. It might go in off the keeper or what. Keeper might block it and get the rebound and score, but they've got issues scoring goals. Palace, I think, what, they're 11th now? They'll be fine. Vieira's got them playing better football. Um will be interesting now with this thick December period going into January, how many changes he makes to the team. Because if certain pieces come out, 
their football's not going to look as good because they've not had enough time to play in this system. So we'll see. But hopefully Eze will be back soon. And um, I think Palace will be calm and we'll... I think they can get into the top half, to be honest. I think they can finish about that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think I think they'll be... I think Palace will come about ninth. Got an interesting one right here. Everyone gassing Palace, but they got three wins in 14. Just because they play exciting football, they get a blight. If this was Roy, it would be absolute mayhem. I think he's got a point. I think he's got a point. But um, I don't know, man. You see, I think Palace have improved in terms of their style of play, but they're not as solid, anywhere near as solid as what they were under Roy Hodgson. And see, this is the thing. I'm, I'm not a football purist, so to speak, right? But then again, I'm not one of these people where it's like, I have to watch my team play exciting football. I don't care if I win 38 games 1-0. That, playing boring football because if you win a, a title you don't have a little asterisk next to the, the name of the champion saying but they play boring football you know so if you're a Palace fan are you happier now that Vieira's here and you're playing expansive football but perhaps not getting the results that you want or were you happier under Roy Hodgson where the football wasn't great but you're still beating teams big teams at that but to be fair, because obviously I go to the Palace gate, I've got a season ticket there, innit? So I can tell you for the majority of the Palace fans love the way that things are going at the moment. Because if you, the way they see it is mainly they, they're playing a lot better football, so it's better to watch. The, I mean, going to Palace, it was dross under Roy Hudson. Obviously, they were picking up wins and stuff, but it was so boring to watch, yeah. But if you listen to the Palace fans, they're still doing the same uh, in terms of um, wins and stuff because they've never won many games under Roy Hodgson. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's still pretty much the same. The only difference is the, the football's better. And oh, careful. They believe that- you're, walking, you're walking a tightrope here because you're going to have people saying, well, what about Newcastle with Bruce and Benitez? The results no, are practically the same. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's the thing. We still, we still want, like Newcastle, like Palace fans, like Newcastle, they want to see attractive football. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, if Steve Bruce has still been in charge, we'd still be like, we, we, we would be drawing half the games we drew. We'd, we'd have lost. Yeah? We would still, we would have lost. That game against Norwich, we would have lost. Yeah, with 10 men, we would have lost. But, back to Palace, um, they, if you look at their results, and, and this is Palace fan speaking as well, there's a few games where they were very unlucky not to take three points. The Arsenal game, for one, yeah, mm-hmm. is one of them. I think there was two more games that they said they were, they were hard. Well, they felt that they should have come over. Brighton, Mo pays going like the full three injury time yeah. or whatever it was. Well, that's their keeper's fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for coming, for coming, off, for coming off his line. Yeah. No, but even before, even before Whiter, who was it still? Someone, someone probably because it wasn't quite as kick straight. Didn't he lay it off to a centre-half and they tried to pump it forward and then Brighton headed it back out and then he yeah. came off inside and then Mopay yeah. lobbed it. it. So yeah. it's the, the back, they've just lo- they've just bottled it. Yeah. <laughs> they've just bottled no composure. No composure. No composure yeah, but right. under Roy Hodgson, that game would have been seen out. This, this is my argument, you know? But I'm playing devil's advocate. If goes on, you're going to see Palace open up teams with this, the style of football that they play. They will beat a lot of more, a lot of teams like 2-3-0 because of the way they play. Yes, they're gonna they're gonna 
lose a few games as well the way they play because they're not solid defensively. But if they finish mid-table, anything between 11th and that 13th, playing the way they, they have, they'll be over the moon. Yeah, because under Hodgson, they may finish the same, but with that dead football. So they're, in no, they're, they're not going to go down. Yeah, and Palace fans pretty much know that. They've got some young, exciting players. Like I said, when Eze comes back, um, it will be another problem for them properly. Like mm. they'll they'll be fine. I think they may strip. Well, I don't know if they will strip in January. Maybe got one or two loan times or something. But mm. they'll be fine. Give Rio a time, and I think that you'll see the difference. You'll see the difference. What do Palace re- Palace fans really expect? Really, mid-table finishes. Yeah, at the very most, really. They're not really expecting anything more than that. So if we can get the mid mid table playing the way they play, that'll be a huge success for them. Huge success for them. Because under Roy, it was literally what well, anything between twelfth and fourth, fourteenth, fifteenth, and the football was just it was just shocking. It was shocking. So I think they'll be I think they'll be pleased a bit disappointed with um the way they played against Villa, because that's the first time I thought they looked they looked really bad. They looked mm. really bad. So if they can pick themselves up in the next couple of games, they'll be all right, man. They'll be fine. They've, o- they've only won three, but they've only lost four. They've had a bag of draws. Yeah. And I'm just waiting for when, as you were saying, Eze fully fit and flowing. Yeah. And then you see Eze, Elise, and Zaha behind Edward. Yeah. That's, that's what, what I want to see. The other game was Newcastle. That four together. When they Who's going to win the ball in the middle of the park? Because Miljevojevic is out of favour, isn't he? That's an odd, yeah, yeah. odd one. That's an odd one as well, because yeah, obviously yeah. He, he can do bits on set pieces as well. He likes MacArthur, clearly. And Conor, Conor Gallagher is all day, all day box-to-box making challenges and whatnot. So, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. We'll see. We'll, we'll be Kayate, won't it? Kayate has gone back to the midfield, his natural position now. Yeah. So it'll be Kayate and it will be Gallagher. And I think that start I think that front six can do damage. Obviously, at the moment they're missing um Anderson's out. So Tompkins is in there. So that's a bit of a drop-off. Yeah. But but we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Ward's reliable. Tariq Mitchell's a decent um left back growing with more experience and whatnot. Um uh, I think they'll be okay. I think they'll be okay. Solid, like, yeah, ninth, tenth, I think they'll be fine. All right. Switch gears again. Hmm. Liverpool, 4 victory. Come on, come on. Was it ever in any fucking doubt? Because since Everton, just just like Aston Villa, Hmm. when Aston Villa went to Old Trafford at 1-1-0, they did fuck all Hmm. after, or should I say, Emmy Martinez did fuck all after that little dance. Everton went to Old Trafford, drew... Have they won a game since? <laughs> exactly. They yeah. got, I think dismantled is probably the nicest way to put it. Mm. And it, it wasn't even close, was it? It wasn't. It was just like Liverpool could have played another 90 minutes and Everton wouldn't have gone anywhere near their fucking goals. It's a rare It's a rare occasion because we've not won there too much recently. There's been a bag of ball draws, nil-nils, nil-nils and whatnot. The last game of any note there was probably what the... the the three we won one one nil there in sixteen or seventeen when Mane scored a goal in injury time. The last exciting game of there, or of any note, was probably the um 
Well, then again, there was that 2-2 draw, which um, last season when Van Dijk was injured, got injured by Pickford and Thiago got injured as well by um, Richarlison. So bar that, yeah, the 3-3, it's been a bag of boring games there. But this was the first time I went into the derby and actually felt the way, because we, we're just scoring we, freely. I thought we could batter them and we could have had more. We started off first 20 minutes or so like a house. In fact, up until Gray scored, we looked brilliant. But that, if we do not win the title, it will be because we're being a bit overzealous sometimes. So because everybody is swarming forward, the line, the defensive line comes to near the halfway line. So all it takes is one good pass and you can be in. And Gray's got through, got it past Allison. They had one other opportunity when they caught us high up, but barred outside of that, it was just us being relentless. And all it was missing was a goal from those two players that I just aforementioned too of Thiago and Van Dijk that got injured in the fixture last season. That would have been the icing on top. Van Dijk tried to take a free kick thinking he was still at Celtic and completely miskicked it. <laughs> and he got blocked by the wall. Obviously he wanted to go score and go and jump in um, Pickford's face for last season. But it wasn't to be, but... After that, it was calm. Yeah, as Endo was saying, fans got to after 20 minutes. They, they knew they knew what was coming. Just rampant. Mate, Endo, uh, was, it the, was it the last time they beat Liverpool at Goodison was like 2010 when David Moyes was in charge or something like that? It was. Arteta scored or some shit. I don't think they've beat us at Goodison since um, uh, that game when Andy Johnson got a hat-trick when Rayner was there. We're talking like almost... We're talking like about 14 years ago or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So. If, I, if my memory serves me correctly, it's just been a bag of crap draws <laughs> there. But yeah, we, we as I've, I've said before, African nations will tell because we, Salah's just lovely goal by Henderson, lovely finishes by Salah, caught them on breakaways. And then Jota's goal. Ah, there was arguments going on Twitter because people were like, oh, it was Aguero-esque, the finish, and the, t- the turn of the finish. And then some were like, oh, it was Suarez. And some were like, oh, it's Fowler and whatnot. And dem- dem- but Jota's goal-to-minute ratio is it's insane, man. You know it's what? Insane. Every, every time Henderson scores there or does something, I always bring it back to Alex Ferguson's quote about him, bro. Oh, yeah. what, that, that, that he's not a top, top player. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He'll never make it to the top level. Is it really? Okay. Yeah, but Ferguson, Ferguson said a lot of things. <laughs> he said a lot of things. A lot of, a lot of things made sense. A lot of things were contradictory. And a lot of oh, sorry, sorry. No, 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 no. The top, top player thing was about Gerrard. And then even it was uh, someone linked with Man United that said, yeah, but you know, obviously probably wasn't mentioned in the book that, oh, but Fergie tried to sign Gerrard two or three times when he was at Man United. What he said about Henderson is that, as you said, D, whenever make it to the top level and he runs, what did he say? He the way he well, runs well, or yeah. something like that? Yeah. And all this yeah. nonsense. I'm thinking, why, why, is this, why am I getting Epps at sort of a Ferguson book and he's just talking about Liverpool all the time? So like, shut up. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? But um, no, nah, Hendo... Endo was on job, but it's just that, that protection of the back four. We're getting a bit too excited going forward sometimes. And that's why we've conceded more goals than Chelsea and City. But that's why I actually think we probably have more chance of winning the Champions League than the league this season. 
especially with the um, away goals being abolished. But we tighten up. We're good. We're definitely going to be there or thereabouts, man. Because yeah. just rampant going forward, man. You're gonna, you're gonna get Benitez sacked. <laughs> <laughs> Paddy Power has already paid out, haven't they? Yeah, I think Benitez is trying to get himself sacked since he got the fucking job to be <laughs> They started off looking like okay, Grey Townsend doing their thing. Then a couple of different results. Then they drew as Southampton United, and since then it's just been. The thing is, it's difficult. It's very, very difficult to um, rule Liverpool out of of being title challengers. Not simply because of their style of play, but they're scoring goals left, right, and centre. Four against Everton. Four against Southampton. Four against Arsenal. Five against United. All right, they dropped points. They lost at West Ham, and you know. Drawing against Brentford has obviously hurt Liverpool, yeah. but you know let's be hundred percent honest, man. Like it's it's a marathon, not a sprint, <clears throat> and it's going to come a point where all right, you could talk about Afcon all you like, yeah. but Chelsea are going to have players in that tournament. Yeah. City are going to have a couple of players in that tournament, if if not re- just Riyad Mahrez. You know, injuries will take their toll, and yeah. you know what? It's 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 still too early to say that you know. Oh, Liverpool won't... I saw someone, no names mentioned, and I've brought this up before, someone at the beginning of the season had the temerity to say that Leicester would replace Liverpool in the top four. It was on, Liverpool have so many injuries defensively. Still, it was more... It was on numerous outlets. I've heard people say on the football terrace. Um, people from the football terrace have come on three. Midfield have said the same thing. Everyone's like... Yeah, Liverpool are going to come fifth. Leicester are going to come over them. And I just sat there. I just don't say anything. I just look. But what just, is it based on? What is this theory based on? Because what we never bought. On? Because we never bought anyone. Though the team that's gone toe to toe with free spending City, right, won the Champions League and came second. What we lost the league by what a point? Then won the. Um, sorry, came second to them. Sorry, goodness me, lost the Champions League final rather. Then came second to City by a point and won the Champions League, and then came back and won the league. So bar what Sturridge going, Ronaldo, Lovren, it's all the same crop of players. Oh yeah, and Lallana's good as well. It's all the same players that did that. But apparently, because we have bought one in the summer, we're going to come outside of the top four. That's all it was. You know, I don't have much love for your club, yeah. But even I can see what the fuck is going on. Right, they're basing that theory on the amount of injuries Liverpool had last season, mm. but Liverpool still ended up in the top four. Mm. So where's the logic mm. to say that Leicester, perennial bottlers, you know, are going to finish? They thought that, especially the likes of Van Dijk, will never come back to that level that he was. Now my thing is, he don't need to. <laughs> he still had a shoulder above everyone in that league. <laughs> yeah. So it's. I actually think Liverpool are going to win the league. Um, this whole AFCON thing, if you look at the fixtures that Liverpool have to play... It might not even go ahead. Yeah. With this new well, variant, it. it might not even that's go it. ahead. It's true, but even if it does, they've got one difficult fixture, and I think that's Chelsea. Yeah? The rest, you still expect Liverpool to win those games. Yeah? They might not score three or four, but when Salah and Mane come back, they, they're going to go back to scoring three or four. I think, I think the defence is not better than City's or Chelsea's. But it's still a very good defence. And the attack at the moment is better than both of those. So I think they're capable of winning that league. I think and I think they're gonna do it. I think they're gonna do it. 
Abdi put one here saying he had United to finish above Liverpool. That's because you got CR7 fever. A lot of people got CR7 fever. It's understandable because when you've got someone that's a goal machine, which we'll go into in just a moment, mm. naturally you're going to put United as, as title favourites. And there's a question again. D, is it concerning that your attack is scoring at a mad rate, but you're still third? Isn't that an endowment on your defence? Not really, because if we, um, it's only two points that were behind Chelsea and we never took advantage of when we played them earlier in the season and we had 10 men, Chelsea actually defended very resolutely in that game and restricted us to efforts from like, the edge of the box. Though Mendy had to make a bag of saves from Trent, Robertson, Fabinho. Um, but from that range, you'd expect them to keep him up because he's been unbelievable since he's come in the Prem. But no, not really, because it's only two points. If it was bigger than two points, I would be worried. But we've played those two teams. Um so no, I'm not. I'm not. Over, I'm not overly worried about that because I expected it to be that free anyway. I was being people were having the teremity before the the um, season started to say, "Oh, have Man United got the best eleven? One of the best 11s ever in the Premier League and whatnot because they got yeah." Because they got Cristiano and Varane and Sancho and all this and whatnot, so they were obviously expecting United to come above. And I was like, no, I didn't, I didn't believe into that because I didn't believe in Soul Scrub. Also, as well, there's certain players. Were they, were they saying that when Di Maria signed and when Falcao signed? <laughs> and... By the end of the weekend, Liverpool City will be top of the league. By the end of the weekend. I'm hoping West Ham do because it's an early kickoff. I'm hoping West Ham turn up and can at least get a point off of Chelsea. Then we need to just go to Wolves and do our job. Somehow got to stop a double <laughs> because with that high line, got to squeeze it. And that usually handles him well. Have you seen that better finish? But, <laughs> yeah, but what, watch him turn. You know, you know against Liverpool and Man City, what that brother turns into. Yeah, yeah, true. yeah. It's the rest of the league that you are shoot into Rosetta. What when he plays Liverpool, Man City, that's that's when he wants to come and and, and that like you mean a composed footballer. But no, I'm I'm, I'm not worried. It's Origi and Minamino. I know what to expect from Jota. So if Origi and Minamino can cover because obviously we got Brentford during African Nations and they're just going to be direct and throw long um, balls direct balls into the box long throws into the box and whatnot if we can maintain composure at home against them then should should be okay but yeah now I'm, I'm, I'm hoping but now I'm not I'm, am I worried? No because obviously the goals we're not going to score for every single game but I'm happy to see it because we waste Liverpool, despite they've been the best two teams in the league for how many years now, Liverpool and City are both very, very wasteful teams. But this season, Salah is just, funnily enough, as he's meant to be signed a new contract, he's putting in them chances that in previous seasons that he's been missing. And if only he could have saved, he could have had one of those goals in the 18-19 season would be true with Everton. Then we would have won the, we would have scooped the league then, but some lovely finishes. But that's no, a joy to watch us at the moment, man. It's, it's, yeah. it's a real it's a real pleasure to watch some I of the football that they play. I don't think you guys have scored less than two goals uh, since the Chelsea game in the league. Yeah, yeah. That's the only oh. time. That's the only time this season we've not scored two. <laughs> goals on the betting slip, mate. Liverpool every week. Fuck that. And the goals are coming. The goals are coming in all different types of ways. On the counter attack, we used to not do anything on set pieces. Now I think we're second um, in the last couple of seasons in terms of goals from set pieces. 
like the goals are coming all different types of way, get to the byline cutbacks and whatnot. No, it's, it's just it's, it's it's just wicked to watch. It's just wicked to watch. Hopefully, we keep it up. All right, boys, let's talk about tonight's game then. United three, Arsenal two. You're going to hear people saying, "Oh, it was a great game for the neutral." I, I think it was a shambolic game of football. <laughs> it was shambolic, and I'll tell you why it was shambolic. You're talking about arguably, I say arguably, the best league in the world, and neither team could fucking defend. <laughs> it was it was terrible, man. It was terrible. And do you know what? What if if I was an Arsenal fan, I would be a pissed off with Odegaard because what he was doing to concede that penalty was absolutely bonkers. I would also be pissed off with the way that Arsenal constantly overran United, not only in the middle of the park, but in wide areas. It was just constant wave after wave. And yes, United had counter-attacks, and yes, United made the most of their opportunities, yada, yada, yada. Um, But there was a lot of incident in this game. There was obviously the the foul on the hair by Fred. (laughs) The The hair's gone down. And also quite rightly played on. You're going to have people saying, oh, well, you know, in, in the interest of fairness and what's the word? Uh, sportsmanship. They should have put the ball well, out. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, yeah well, the thing is, they, they didn't know that happened. But the thing is, in all fairness, and I'm not trying to be like the typical United fan, but nine times out of ten, when a goalkeeper goes down, the referee stops the game straight away. Mm. Right? But I think the referee did the right thing. He carried on. Yeah. You got to play to the whistle, but when you see when the decision was made, the head jumps up and he starts chasing after the referee. Mate, carry on playing dead. Yeah, play, yeah, yeah. At least make it a bit, make it seem as if like, yeah, all right, you are genuinely injured, even though you're not. At least hobble a little bit, you mm. know, do a bit of that. What's it called? Um, what's that film that Tom Hanks was in, the the soldier one? What's it called? Oh. The limbs are falling off. What's it called? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. Pretend like you've lost your kneecap or something. But no, no, it's Dapper the hair, you know, whatever. Um, so that happens. Good then, finish, though. Yeah, yeah, good finish. Very good finish. Another play who I had in my dream team and I took out after two weeks. <laughs> Fuck, I kept the And then United equalised Fred with the assist. Come on. Bruno Fernandez scoring his first goal in about 10 games. And, and this is another player who, again, look, I'm a United fan, right? But I have never understood the fuss about this guy. Never. And people will say to me, he's, he was a big game player for United last season. Yeah, when, when there isn't anyone in the stadium, that's, that's, that's what I'm doing. <laughs> when your hero isn't on the same pitch as you, apparently he's trying to outdo him. Apparently he's better than De Bruyne. Apparently. Oh, get the fuck out of here. I don't need <laughs> but it's, 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 it's because it's stats. They're, talk, they're looking at stats. The assists that he was putting up and the goals he was scoring, whether they were for penalties or set plays or whatever, mm. the stats were phenomenal. So people took that as he's a great player. But if you watch him play, <laughs> every assist that he does is six or seven <laughs> wayward passes that this brother does. Yeah? He runs around like a headless chicken. Yeah? And he's always on the floor. Yeah? People don't, don't really talk about that much. But when you see the numbers... Mm. The numbers were, were phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah. when you look at it properly, like that's why people people don't give Ronaldo Silva the credit that he deserves. He's only now getting it because they don't watch him play. They look at the numbers, oh he doesn't get enough assists or enough goals. But if you watch mm. him play, he's a phenomenal player. Mm. But we're too obsessed with numbers these days. So that's that's, he's, that's he's the nearest thing City have got to uh, David Silva. 
the nearest yep. thing that they've had. They've had yep. to David Silva. Yeah. Very, very good footballer. Um, then, uh, what happened? Yeah, so United make it 2-1 through Ronaldo, mm. scoring his 800th career goal. I was shocked to hear that. I was shocked to hear. Not, not, not because it's him, but when I hear that number, 800 goals. Isn't it? I mean, I Do think you know he's got about me? 400 odd in his career. When they ran down the numbers for every club, mm. I'm already saying he got more than 100 goals for Juventus. Let, let me check that out now. Actually, I'm in three <laughs> years, he must have been around. He must have been around I'm that. Like 101 or 104. Because you got to think of the Champions League goals as well, and, and the cup and the cup goals. Yeah, that's still the phenomenal. Copper, still. Yeah, the Copper Italia goals. So yeah, three. But that's standard for him. Three years there. That's like 33, 34. That's standard for That's standard for him, man. That's nuts. That's still he nuts. Got, he got thirty. He got twenty nine in thirty four last season in Serie A. He got yeah, two, two in the cup, four in the Champions League. The year before, he got 31. So that's what, oh, that's 50, 60 goals. Got 21 the year before. Uh, <laughs> yeah, they were there about. He's, yeah. He's running close. But like you said, Crazy. 800 goals. Well, now it's 801. But that's a madness. That is an absolute <laughs> madness. Yeah. It's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And the thing is, he, no, no one can say that you know he's he's bag, he's bagging he's bang goals in like Hungary. No, no, no disrespect to Hungary, the Hungarian league or the mm. Cypriot league, for example. These are La Liga, Serie A, the Premier League, the three best leagues in the world. Mm. And yeah. he's just gone there. He's like, oh, okay. He's eleven <laughs> in sixteen this season for Man United as well. Very impressive. There you go. There you why, why, listen, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a very controversial question here, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm going to get a backlash for this. But why don't people ever talk about him as one of the greatest ever Premier League players? Because whenever I hear it, I see, I see Henri, I hear Cantona, Shearer, you know Zola, Bergkamp. But no. this guy's hardly ever mentioned. Yeah, but the, the reason that they, well, I believe is, like, when, before we come back to Man United, if you look at his, his, his career there, he was mainly not. They, they 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 made him like he like he was a goal machine. Yeah, he had one outstanding goal scoring season. Yeah, mm-hmm. so for that alone, I don't think he needed to have two or three for him to be seen as a Premier League great. And also the fact that he his prime his prime was in Spain. Spain. Yeah, he took it to another level in Spain. So I think that's where a lot of people focus more on his performance for Real Madrid, whereas. Man United was seen like, not to be disrespectful, but like a stepping stone to his greatness. Yeah. Yes, he won a Ballon d'Or that was based off the Champions League and stuff, but that's when he was starting to come into his to his prime. But then when he went to Spain, he took off onto another a complete different level. So to me, everyone remembers that one season that he had. That one season. Yeah. So can you really call him a Premier? Listen, he's a, he's an all-time great, but can you call him a Premier League great? Well, in, in that one season, he got the Ballon d'Or. Yeah, he did. He came into his own more when Rude, when Van Nistelrooy left. Because at his first, I'd say probably two seasons especially, I thought he was just some show pony. And then he just emerged and came up, and then he just got better and better season upon season. And I think that's probably why 
Um, because no, don't go to it. Some people bought him, to, what, no, what, no, but I think if you go pound for pound and go through since Prem started, I think he'd probably only make the bench. <laughs> in, in if I was to pick an 11, um, if I was to pick a Prem 11, due to though I hated United back in the day, I fought Ryan Giggs up until probably about the 99 2000 season. That, that name thought, is banned on this show. You know, <laughs> oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. I thought he, 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 was, he was outrageous for you guys. Well, he's, he's, he's going to court, so we don't want to talk about people that could be... Yes. Oh, yeah. oh man. <laughs> and I was going to mention someone from Everton. No, I'm playing. What, 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 call, it, call, it, call it, given that he's pro-evolution name, Brian Riggs, you'll be all right. <laughs> But um, so yeah, but no, don't get twisted. He was he, he was unbelievable. He was unbelievable um, for you guys. But I don't I don't think I don't think you can talk to Henri in that conversation. Oh, Henri, the greatest me, Premier me, League me, ever. Me, me myself, me myself. Greatest Premier League player ever? What ahead of Ali Dia? He must be. <laughs> Graham, Graham soon this will be rolling in his grave. <laughs> the person who commented about Messi scoring one goal in the Uber Eats League, yeah, that's very funny, but he's also got seven Ballon d'Or. No, no one can't chat to that man. Nobody, <laughs> nobody on this given earth can chat to Messi. <laughs> he's only played since, since he landed there, he's only played half the games after they all those he's, after he's all them people signed. Yeah, he knew he was gonna get the Ballon d'Or, he's focusing on Argentina and the World Cup. Yeah, this is just a hobby for him at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> this is just a hobby. Yeah, yeah that, that move absolutely confused me. But then again, it's, uh, Barcelona needed the money, didn't they? So, well, they needed to free up the money, should I say? Yeah, yeah. they got anything yeah. for him. But all right. Um, and then Ronaldo smashed in the penalty. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of controversy about an incident involving Harry Maguire and Tommy Asu. Um, Arsenal fans saying that it should have been a penalty. Oh yeah, it should have been. For me, it started, it started outside the box. The tug oh, started it? outside the box. Yeah, it started outside the box in the D. And then it carried on in, in, inside the box. So if the, anything was going to be given, it would have been a free kick. But again, there's there's that same rhetoric where it's like, oh, well, Arsenal always get robbed at Old Trafford because they kicked us a few times in 2004. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Fucking hell, man, honestly. Like, but you know what? I watched that game again, that Arsenal game, um, 49 unbeaten at Old Trafford, whatever you call it. What age? How much did they pay that referee? How much did Manchester United pay? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Even oh, me, you know how I feel about Arsenal. But I was watching the game and I was thinking, what the hell is going on here? That was one like, of the worst referee games I've ever seen in my life. No one can't tell me he wasn't bought. Nobody can tell me he was. Let, let me ask you something, right? If if they weren't United and Arsenal, if it, if it was get you know Northwest against Northeast or whatever, right? And they had different color shirts, and you saw those kind of challenges that were going in. You're thinking, come on, that's beautiful. Let's <laughs> let's, let's let's not make any bones about it. You love that. You <laughs> love that. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It's a man's game. That was well, sorry, it's, it's, her, it's her game too as well. Sorry, I don't want to offend anyone, but no, you get what I'm saying. You know, you, correct, please. You, yeah, you yeah. got you listen. You got to be tough to play this game. I'm, I'm sorry, like I hear all these, people, these rugby fans saying, "Oh yeah, look at us. We've got cauliflower ears, and look what we do. We drink 15 pints and we throw people all over the place. We Come on, roll around on the ground. Come on, you see that challenge from no, Reyes? But this is tough. There's there's tough, and then there's abuse. Yeah, that was abuse. Yeah, Gary Neville, Phil Neville. Ran this story, all of them. They were, You're, and it wasn't even just that game, dude. Do you remember that cup game with Arsenal and Man U when they were just kicking up Reyes for the whole game? Yeah, 
What did they have against this brother? I don't understand. <laughs> and then Rudy died for the penalty, but anyway, it's another story. That was but such yeah. a blatant dive. I was sitting watching it with my pups. Rest his soul. And I think you were going to be for that one. Anyway, but yeah. Come on. We, ever since I made that comment, we've gone down to zero viewers now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you cannot cancel someone that's already cancelled. <laughs> you can't cancel someone that's already cancelled. Uh, Jesus Christ. But yeah, listen, at the end of the day, it's a, it's a big result for United. But then again, there's more question marks over. I'm not going to talk about Rangnick because we did that the other day. But there's more question marks over uh, Arteta. And in all fairness, boys, and again, people are going to slate me for this, but I think Arsenal were the better team in terms of the the possession, dealing with the ball. All right, defensively, they were shambolic. But if if you want to look at, you know, being more threatening on the ball, moving the ball quicker, I think they were better. It's just that United were more more clinical. Yeah. They were, they, the first one... The first 20 to 25 minutes, to you, that I thought Arsenal... Well, what I, what I saw of it anyway, because I, I had um, had some stuff to sort out, so I, I was drifting in and out of the game. Uh, I wasn't expecting it to be the social media derby to be as end-to-end as that. I thought it was just going to be boring, but... Um, remember, d you, you, you were ducking in and out, what? Do, do TVX have a nine o'clock free view now? <laughs> are they, are they, have they moved from midnight to nine oh o'clock? Oh my god! Or? I was doing a flipping article, you muppet. <laughs> but, <laughs> but do you remember what I was saying to you? I, said, I don't know how the game's going to go because yeah. I said both these teams cannot manage the game properly. So therefore, they're b- both best when they counterattack. So how's it going to go? And it ended up being like the end to end. It was kind of a thriller. I was like, also throwback Man United and Arsenal game. To be honest, it was a good. It was a good game to watch. To be fair, I think Arsenal. Arsenal were knocking about quite comfortably and they, they were playing well uh, with confidence and stuff and then obviously taking the lead and that. But when, once they went down, to get back into the game so soon was, was good. But then the penny just killed them, man. The penny just And the one thing about Arsenal, for all their, their effort, they were carrying a Bamiyan. Yeah, he was like Russia was the equivalent on the other side. Activity man. Yeah, but, 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 but still, the step, but new, but D and still. The stat guys were out. So Rashford got an assist. So as long as he got some people some FPL points, it doesn't matter that he was trash for the rest of the game. Yeah? Are you not surprised that he didn't claim Odegaard's goal? Did you see? It's almost as if he got a little bit of a shin pad into that. Did you see that? In that you can see him yeah. looking over your shoulder saying, shall I wheel that, away in delight? That, that, guy, that, guy is, that guy's done out of here. Shameless. He's finished. He's finished. Shameless. I should have sold him a lot. Ever since he signed that new contract, he's done absolutely nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. So, I've, he needs to get dropped. He needs to. I don't well, care he, he can go to Yanimize and get his car done up again. So no one recognizes him. Or he can take another photograph on Instagram with him sitting in the boot of his car because, hey, that's, that's the closest he'll get to three points, you know, getting on his license. He's worse you know? than Harry Kane right now, bro. He's worse than Harry Kane. And Harry Kane is oh, absolutely awful. You, you lot turned over to. The social media derby. If you see some what Kane was doing in that Brentford game, man, they were trying to get him in. I, I don't know what. Ah, it's just so slow to react. But then when he d- plays for Tottenham in the Conference League or he plays for England, his reactions are much sharper. I don't know what's going on. I just don't. It's just ridiculous, though. It's coming home, though. That's why. 
It's coming <laughs> he's, got that, he's got that in his head. Like he's got three lines in his head. Like he's oh, being, being brainwashed. Absolutely, absolutely ridiculous. But yeah, the, the, it just goes to show there's a lot of work to be done at both clubs, and that run of games that Arsenal had allowed them to look that they were better than they actually are temporarily. Just like, obviously, we're talking about Palace already won three games, but Palace over the first 10 or 11 games had like the hardest fixture list by average of last season's positions in the league. So when they played more of these teams in the round of the leads and whatnot, we're going to see. But Arsenal, I don't know, what are the bigger games? United, obviously, Liverpool, Chelsea, Man City, they're not, they're not turning up. So yeah, they've got Arsenal been they used for a long not time. Level, they would, I thought most Arsenal fans would have expected at least a draw today. Yeah. They started well. I thought what I saw of the first 20 to 25 minutes, they looked the sharper team and they looked on it. But this is the thing. Then obviously the goal, no one wants to concede the goal just before half time. But Arsenal don't react well enough in games when they go behind. They don't like getting punched. Um until they improve that. They're not going to get to where Arteta wants to get them because See, they, I, they don't score enough goals either. Man. I heard a, I heard something on on the uh, telly. I was watching it on um, on SuperSport, the South African channel, because yeah. the commentary was much better. And uh, the commentator said that Arsenal have only scored once past the seventy fifth minute this season. I mean, that's got to be a, a concern as well, man. Because mm-hmm. when you when you're chasing a game and you need a goal, and that goal. And still, that goal was ironically against Crystal Palace, <laughs> who were continuously getting mentioned throughout, <laughs> throughout this part. Boys, before we move on, there's, there's one question. This is totally out of the blue. Um, Eddie Nketiah was brought on, and I heard that he rejected Arsenal's contract after, after 24 hours after being given it. Now, why is he... And he's asked to leave. So why is he being brought on? Were they that desperate? Why would you bring on a player that doesn't want to be at the club? <laughs> Martinelli always started, so they usually bring him on. Um, they brought in Lacazette as well. Who else on the bench could they really... Pepe? Like, was he even in the squad? I don't know. <laughs> well, we, we, won't, we won't mention him. We won't mention him. I think he gets enough stick, the poor bloke. I actually feel sorry for him. I genuinely feel sorry for him. For who? <laughs> for Pepe. <laughs> but I feel sorry for him because he joined for a fee that was ridiculously overinflated. I think he was like, he was offered to Liverpool for like twenty five million prior to that, and I sort of spent that money on him. All of a sudden, I saw one. I can't remember was it AFTV. One guy said that that Arsenal front three of Lacazette, Aubameyang, and Pepe were going to mm-hmm. be just as good, if not better, as Liverpool's front mm-hmm. three. I almost fell off my chair. Like, what is what is this? What, what drugs are people on these days? I need some oh, of this. Like, what goodness is this? Sake. You know? But you know what? To be fair, Arsenal, any, any signing of... Listen, I give Arsenal fans credit because any signing that they make, they gas to the highest heavens, bruv. They made a song about party when you joined. Yeah? All of that. They are just... The nail. Yeah. And Jack <laughs> and Jacko joined and all that. Listen, they, they know how to welcome a, a player. So... That I have to give them props for that, but don't remember when Urzel signed they had a street party, there's people yeah. climbing over cars, yeah. That's it, that they, they know how to work up a player, but unfortunately, Pepe was never gonna live up to that, that price tag. And I remember being on a show with Goliath years ago, and I told him, 
Um, he brushed Maguire. I'm thinking, look at Pepe. Yeah, look at Pepe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he's gonna improve. He's gonna do this. He's gonna do that. No, if he needs to leave. He needs to leave for, his, for the sake of his career. He needs to get out of there. He needs to get out of there. So, who else were they gonna bring on? That he brings me to that. I, I don't think who else they they were gonna bring off that bench. Like, oh, slow down, slow down. Initially, Pepe, Aubameyang, and Laka looked like a great front three. When, was when this? did this ever happen? No, I think you said on paper. Uh, on when paper, Pepe, when Pepe was bought, that it looked like it was going to do bits. Well, yeah, of course, looks can be deceiving, though. You know, really. Let's be honest. I mean, how many players have joined the Premier League clubs and have, have absolutely flopped? Absolutely flopped. We're talking about big names here, you know. Mm-hmm. But you can't compare three players. Did, did, didn't Liverpool just win the Champions League that season or was it that season when they won it that when Pepe signed? I can't remember. Well, Liverpool European yeah. Champions? Yeah, 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 yeah. We just won the Champions League, yeah. Yeah. Signed them, yeah. So, for people to be saying that those three are better or if not just as good as the three strikers that just won the Champions League. <laughs> I don't know. I don't mm. know. Uh, and, anyway, listen. and that's why today was called the social media derby. Uh, you know, I think I think it's beautiful how what what Dan said in the sense that you know, uh, Dan, sorry, in the sense that you know Arsenal are really good at welcoming players. You know, you, you go on the continent and you have fans turning up at the airport. They have you know their, their flares. They have everything. They 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 need a a bus, a police escort to take the player to the stadium because there's thousands of people and Arsenal dance in front of a stadium. With a garage song, house and garage song, funky house. Sorry, that was dated two thousand and three. Let me know. Two thousand and nineteen, Yang was the best striker in the world. Yeah, they, he, they were gassing him. He, they were. He, yeah, well, you know. Hey, listen. If 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 you know, Yo Pierre is 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 um, Ballon d'Or worthy, then hey, give it to him. Give it to him right now. Hey, they gave him a, a Champions League qualification bonus without even qualifying for the Champions League. So, why not? Yanimais, round the corner. Um, have we got any other games to discuss that you want to get off your chest? We've gone on for an hour and five minutes and so we're boring people senseless. Um, Man City. End on Man City. Yeah, yeah. end on City. Why don't because... we end on Harry Potter? Because <laughs> Rodri was, was fucking bullying me this morning Saying, oh yeah, this guy, manager Was getting booed by his own fans Well, they, they drew against West Ham Yes, all about Man City, fuck it It's all about Man City <laughs> yeah, he, went, he, went, he went to the fans to applaud them And whatnot as well, gave it a bit of, you know yeah, Listen, this guy slept on the streets Right, to prove a point Yeah He, he slept on the streets, you remember, did you see that? No, I didn't see that. You didn't see that. Grand Potter slept on the streets, right? When? For, to, to promote homelessness. This was quite recent, a couple of weeks ago. He slept one night on the streets with his yeah. assistant coach. Not like yeah, you know, that kind of thing, but as in on the streets. Oh, wow. Like, to, to, to promote like awareness for homelessness and that kind of stuff. And this is how they repay him. I'm telling you, listen, them fans are idiots. There's no way they should be booing the Grey Bot. Like, where are they in the league? They're punching above your weight. 
Listen, and, and that's what he said. He's he, yeah. football heritage. You get me? He said that look like look at this this club in the Premier League. You're playing um, football. When you're playing two points behind United. United. Relax. Two points behind yeah. United. Exactly. <laughs> but um, in fact, City, very good and important win for City to keep obviously keep keep the pressure on Chelsea. But they rotated quite heavily as well. I know they've got quite a few injuries as well. Mm. But um. Yeah, as a Bernardo Silva bank, like second to Salah, there's no one else better than him. Yeah, in the Premier League at this present moment, the formula he's, he's played easy in at the moment. Mm-hmm. And great finish. Um, I think <sighs> City they keep, they continue to grind these results out because you know it could have got a bit nervy after after Liverpool won back. But I still think Liverpool win the league, but. Like people are saying, this is the kind of time when City start motoring. Yeah, mm-hmm. they start putting together win after win after win. They've done it for a couple of seasons now. Like when they won the league, when they can put together twelve to fifteen straight wins. Yeah, and I said it like, I don't think Chelsea's capable of that. I don't think Chelsea are capable of. They're capable of not losing, but putting a fifteen-game winning run. Mm. Not sure they're capable. So, if City start to motor. They've got players to come back. I know they had Grealish and Foden on the bench. De Bruyne is still to come back. It could get very, very scary for the other two. But um, again, all without a striker. But I think that that will be the Achilles heel in the long run. But good finish. Well, the Diaz goal took a slight affection as well. But they're sharing the goals at the moment. Sharing the goals. They look defensively sound. Villa, Villa, made, Villa, made, Villa, and even in Chelsea's game with Watford, I don't know if you spoke about that before I came on. Both of them made a couple chances against them. I mean, both of them made a couple chances against them. Really, well, the we're going to need them to take some chances. <laughs> yeah, you would expect that as well. The form Villa are in at the moment, but um, right, man said the about to come back. Oh, we've, we spoke about the Brenner before. He sound don't look right there. He mm. does look a bit sluggish. Um, he's been injury. carrying an injury, uh, yeah. been carrying an injury since before the Euros, for fuck's sake. Mm. Yeah. He's, he's, he hasn't is even he, had the chance to he's rest. He's going to shake it, though. Is he going to shake them injuries? Like, it's, it's, he said about the injection that he's taken and all of that. He's just... Mm. But, uh, uh, you know, ago, to sit there, the title, Ronaldo Silva was the one who was the most important player. So, this could be history repeating itself. So, you never know. Never know. Well, they, they, they didn't call him P.E.D. Guardiola at Barcelona for no reason. So you to be locked up. You to be locked up. I swear, man. Again, <laughs> they let me out for this. <laughs> I've got the tag around my ankle and everything. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <Like> hell! <laughs> At least give me this sense of freedom. <laughs> I had COVID for fucking ten days. Jesus. I'm going to have people messaging cancelled still. I wish you died over COVID. I've had those threats before, man. It's all oh, like, wow. This wow. Is nothing. This is nothing. Oh, yeah, you should see my Instagram. The threats I've been getting from fans from... I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into yeah. that. But uh, listen, the, uh, well, hmm, that could be all day. The, the threats that I got from fans in from a certain club in Cyprus. But I'm not going to go into that. Um, with, with, um, with Kevin De Bruyne, he had the injury before the Euros. He took it into the Euros. He didn't have a great competition. It's obviously continued since. 
the problem that City have right now is obviously they don't have that central striker. And a lot of people have been saying, you know, oh, they, they need a number nine, haven't replaced Aguero. And, and Jesus has done well, you know, but he's no Aguero. Now, if you're going to play Pep Roulette, as you call it, you know, mm-hmm. as many people call it, Maris is going to play, um, what's his name? Grealish is going to play, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. You're going to need a, a focal point that can create opportunities. Now, Kevin De Bruyne has been immense for, for him since joining. Mm-hmm. But I think Bernardo Silva has now taken that mantle. He's, he's taken that mantle. And I think it's going to take time for De Bruyne to get back to full fitness. But the problem is, is he going to get a recurrence of the injury? And I think that's the biggest concern more than anything. Now, if he's given a prolonged period out, great. But now's not the time to that he's going to be able to do it because Christmas period, games to come fast. Christmas uh, 23rd, I think there's a game, and then it's Boxing Day, then it's New Year's Day. When are they going to have a break? If City had the World Club Championship to contend with, then that would have been the great time to give him that rest because you're going to the Middle East. I think it's in Qatar this season, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken. Um, or Dubai, yeah. So you can go out there, 40 degrees, relax, do your rehab there. You have a week out, maybe a week and a half just to set yourself and then you're, you're back in it. But unfortunately, this is going to Chelsea now and Chelsea have the ability to send a second string team out there and they'll walk it. Because the quality of the teams that they're playing, and this isn't a, a knock on the teams that are there, it's just fact. Chelsea could play a second or third team and they'll still win that tournament. Yeah, that's right, that's right, that's right. We'll see, we'll see. Just we'll we'll easing back into it, man. Easing back into it. Like I said, Bernardo Silva is, is carrying that at the moment, so there's no rush to bring him back right now. Good one. I know he, he was missing this game, but obviously, he's to come back. Um, They'll be, they'll be fine. They'll be fine. Okay, boys. Shall I give you a, pre- a brief update on the league table? Shall I tell you? Chelsea are top 33, City second on 32, Liverpool third on 31, and there's the rest. That's all it is. You know, you know, Turkish has got a show called the Top Six Show, right? You just call it the Top, top Three Show. There's no point. Forget just the other three things. <laughs> They're not on levels. They're not on levels. I'm just annoyed that we're so good. We've been so good in the last few years and it's only been one prem because of how good, especially City, have been. It's annoying because when Klopp goes, boy, if we don't get that next appointment right, boy, I'm not looking forward to it, man. <laughs> Steve Gerrard. Yes, <laughs> Stevie to that. But yeah, but remember, all them our best players are like 29, even Virgil's 30 now. So it's going to be interesting. Oh, come on. Come on. You worried about a 30 year old Virgil van Dyke for crying out loud? He could play for another five years. No, not right now. I mean, later on, man. You're worried about five years from now? Three, three years. Three years. So yeah. you mean to say that Kanate can't become a, a, a decent central defender? In the next three years, on that level, I don't know. He could be. Well, no, I mean, yeah. Van Dyke is a different level. It's like Vidic yeah. levels. It's like, you know, but but this is what I'm saying. Like, okay, look at look at Barcelona, for example. I know this might be a completely different analogy, and people are going to shoot me down for this, but I don't give a shit. Look at Messi, right? He's gone, and people are saying, "Oh, Barcelona ain't going to be the same without Messi." Yeah, they ain't going to be the same. But in two, three years' time, 
they might find a player, obviously not to that level, mm. but again, a, a focal point, someone that can carry them through games. I don't think it's going to be Memphis Depay. He ain't going to be Aguero. <laughs> you know? It could be. It could be Ricky Pooj, but he's not even fucking playing at the moment, is he? I don't even use him, but no, Pedri is ready. Gavi can yeah. play. And you've just said Ansu Fati. So people should enjoy Barcelona being not very good at the moment because in a few years they're going to be better. So they, they, they won't be at the level that they were before, though. Let's be honest. Oh, no, of course. I mean, of that, course that was, that was so. a golden generation. It was like when Ajax won the Champions League with, with those players from the youth academy, your Overmars, your Vandersars. Sadol, because that was United with the class of 92. Class of 92. Fucking born me with it. Cunts. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Anyway, boys, that's that's been another episode. Thank you for jumping on. Thank mm-hmm. you to everyone that's been contributing in the chat. You lot are brilliant. Um, apparently, I'm I'm the architect of my own downfall. I've I, I, I been down and I brought myself back up again. So, I, I have a ladder. <laughs> a very long ladder. Yeah. It's fun, you know, it's fun. No one really gives a shit about what I say because everyone should know me by now. I just say what I mean and I mean what I say. <laughs> Gentlemen, plug your shit, please. Boy, you can catch us on the D&D 40 Factory Show every Saturday, 10 to 12, on top of them, 95.5. Twitter handles there at dd 40 Factory underscore. My individual one on the socials is illphenomenal25. That's phenomenal with an F. If you can't spell it, you can't follow me. <laughs> <laughs> um, don't, he's just done it just there because that's that's my, my partner in crime right there. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. on top of him. 95.5 FM, but you're prob- probably best to use the tuning app to listen in. You can catch <clears throat> all our podcasts and um, previous radio shows on our SoundCloud, which is... Um, D&D Football Factory as well on the SoundCloud and if you're not a SoundCloud guy you can catch them on Under the Shoot the Defence Media Network on Audio Boom Spotify whatever Apple Podcasts whatever you get your podcasts on and my at is at double D dash D-U-B U-L D-double-E Superb that's it for another edition as D said we're on Spotify and Audio Boom and uh, if you want to know uh, about football fuckery, we also have a separate football podcast. I'm going to plug it because we did a live one today. And there was an interesting story about a head coach of an under-19 team getting absolutely battered by fans. So there oh. you go. Oh, wow. There you go. And uh, if you want to tune into last week, there was a great story about Ketspire using a kebab shop as an excuse why his team lost. But you have to watch it to hear the story. So until next time, bye <laughs>